Bear Books presents Ending Samsara, written by JW Voice and read by Daisy Ray. Part 1, Chapter 11, An Unreturned Watch Jordana groaned as she tossed her mail on the kitchen counter. She'd been safely home in Canada for three hours and her gratitude had already disappeared. Five days the guy had promised her. Five days. Of the influx of nonsense posted through her door, the one item she was counting on signing for had not been delivered and there was no missed delivery slips in her previous post. All she'd been welcomed with was a slew of bills and unwanted pamphlets. She was clearly mistaken in assuming that her luck would change after her wretched spell in the US. I knew it was a bad idea, she thought to herself. She could have arranged for one of several qualified horologists in Canada to fix it. Their fees did not seem so extortionate now. She flicked apathetically through endless web pages on her notebook. Attempting to work on her latest story was entirely futile, while this other matter itched away at her like an untreated rash. She reopened her email inbox. Still no response. She checked the sent box. Her last email had gone through fine. Hi Jay, I was expecting the watch to have been returned by now, but the courier advised me the item was not even signed for when it arrived in the UK four days ago. I am concerned. Can you please explain? Jordana. She flagged the email to receive a notification once he'd read it. She didn't know if it was more comforting to know he hadn't yet. If he had, she'd at least know for certain that she was being stonewalled. After another hour of lacklustre research and even shoddier writing, she refreshed her inbox again. No emails materialised from anyone named Jay. She opened the last message from the courier she'd used to send her package to the UK. Item dispatched but not signed for, it clearly stated. There had been no mistake. Could he have stolen it? Suppose he had accepted the package but bribed the postman not to record it. It certainly would have been worth his while to do so. Despite being broken, the watch was valued at around 40,000 US dollars. Trust Edgar to own something so valuable and yet so obscure that there were only so many companies with the ability to fix it. She had only been able to insure it for a fraction of its worth. Receiving this sum instead of the watch was inconceivable. All she knew for certain was that she had zero intention of meeting with Edgar without the watch. The shred of hope that this was all some kind of simple mix-up and the item would still find its way to her in time had now vanished. She'd have to come up with an excuse and delay their meeting. Even this was problematic though. How long could she delay it for? She certainly had no intention of turning up empty-handed and if she explained that she'd sent his watch off for repair, she'd also have to explain how it was broken in the first place. The instructions on the horologist's website were clear. Please call between 1600 and 2200 hours GMT. Bizarre business hours, she considered for the second time. This would surely have been a red flag if she'd spotted it earlier. London was five hours ahead. She'd already given the number a try an hour ago. She'd have to wait until at least 11am Canadian time to conform to Jay's strange service hours. Again, she attempted to busy herself with writing, but her flow was non-existent. She stared at the judgmental flash of the cursor periodically lingering on random words 
and composed a poorly constructed sentence she knew she'd have to edit later before compulsively returning to her emails. Edgar would be peeved by the suggestion of rearranging and more so by the late notice. This was the type of moment in which Jordana considered reassessing her life. A friend had told her once that everyone has an emotional blind spot. Even the most reasoned, well-rounded and pragmatic people have areas incongruous with their nature. Jordana could name at least two, her current relationship and embarrassingly short temper. The outburst with the bouncer in Chicago was the tip of the iceberg. Her tendency to see red had resulted in a catalogue of notable incidents in recent memory, and this current predicament was a particularly regrettable one. She made one last-ditch attempt at writing before accepting defeat. She sighed and closed her laptop. Jordana had promised she'd call coach after returning home. Now was as good a time as any. Her friend answered after three rings. Hey, came their warm response. Hi, coach. How is everything? Um, I'm fine. Unconvincing. Are you home? Yeah, the journey back was less painful than anticipated. Good to hear. So, what else is up? Jordana didn't even consider deflecting the question, as she'd have likely done with anyone else. She knew Coach would see through it immediately. She groaned. Oh, just having a mild panic attack about a watch. A watch? Do elaborate. So I sent this grotesquely rare and expensive watch off for repair before I left for Chicago last week. I expected to have it back by now, but nope. And there's just been static from the guy I sent it to. What are you doing with a grotesquely rare and expensive watch? It's not mine, which is why I'm freaking out. If it's not yours, why are you sending it out for repair? Jordana sighed. Because I'm the one who broke it. I see. And the owner of the watch? He doesn't happen to be a certain high-profile entrepreneur, does he? You're good. Please, it'd hardly take Sherlock Holmes to deduce that, so go on, spare me your coyness. What happened? Promise not to judge. Who are you talking to here? True, I probably wouldn't have told anybody else. Flattered, now get on with it. You're still seeing him? Seeing might be overstating it. I haven't been in a room with him for two weeks. He was meant to come here for dinner the day before I went to Chicago. Oh, and let me guess, he cancelled. Yeah, Jordana let the word out like an exhalation. Ah, how unlike him, Coach said with sarcasm. If I were a betting person, I'd wager that you didn't take that well. Did the timepiece in question take the brunt of it? (laughs) Okay, now that's impressive. Elementary, dear Watson, go on then, spill. You know Sherlock Holmes doesn't actually say that in any of the books. My apologies to Mr Conan Doyle. Now quit stalling and tell me about your temper tantrum. Jordana sighed. So I may have been holding his watch at the time and I may have hurled it at my living room wall. Of course you did. That make you feel better? You know what? It actually did for about ten seconds. How about now? Well, now I'm just cognizant that he's meant to be coming here tomorrow evening and I can't let that happen if I don't have a fully working antique watch to return to him. I see. Rearrange? 
I'm going to have to, is not going to like that. So what? Coach paused. Okay, you know how I feel about the situation. I've made my thoughts on this crystal. But placing all that aside for a moment and considering that you're an adult who makes her own decisions, just tell him you're busy. He's done that to you enough times. He's going to want it back. It's probably the reason why he wants to come over in the first place. How lovely. I bet that makes you feel really special. Okay, I know that you've only called me to vent, but I'll still tell you what I think, and this is less specific advice than a general rule for life. Don't work yourself up. There are times to freak out, and things perfectly valid to freak out about. This isn't one of them. The line went quiet. Jordana, I'm sorry, but I've got to go. Just remember, I'm only a phone call away. Okay, speak soon. She took a moment to breathe and collect her thoughts, then she realised she'd barely eaten in 24 hours. After discovering that all she had in her fridge were eggs and a block of cheese, she made an omelette. It was now gone 11. Jordana reopened her laptop and called the number on the horologist's website. She was almost startled to hear that he actually answered. Hi, is that Jay? This is Jordana Colson. Oh, hi, Jordana. I was just responding to your email. Ha, she thought. Of course you were. Yeah, I'm pretty puzzled to find that I haven't received the watch yet and even more so to find that it wasn't signed for at your end. Yes, apologies for the delay. I'll be honest, I've experienced some family-related issues. Okay, Jordana said, failing to see how this was her problem. Yeah, my sister was supposed to receive the item for me, but it would appear that she's done a bunk. Done a bunk? Jordana's confidence in the man's professionalism took a nosedive. Sorry, yeah. She's okay, I've since discovered, but she basically went missing a few days ago, which made things quite difficult for me in relation to your watch. I have some good news and bad news. I know you said you needed the watch today at the latest, and unfortunately, that's no longer possible. The good news is that I managed to collect the item from the sorting office yesterday. It's now been fixed, and you should receive it in a couple of days. Right, that's not really what I wanted to hear. Jordana said in a sharp, brusque manner, though secretly she was relieved to find that it was being returned to her at all. I understand that, but I can assure you you'll have it back by Wednesday at the very latest. Okay, the thing is, I was already assured that I'd have it today, so forgive me for not having full confidence in your promises. I get that, and again I apologise, Jay hesitated. Okay, I will offer this, If you don't receive the item by Wednesday, I'll refund you half of my fee. All of it. Excuse me? All of the fee, Jay. Listen, I understand that you might have family issues, but I don't quite understand how that's relevant to me. I've paid you a significant sum to repair my item and return it to me within a specific time. You've failed to live up to this. I'm willing to give you a second chance, but if I don't have it back by Wednesday, I want a full refund. The line was silent for a moment, then she heard a sigh. Okay, who said. After ending the call, Jordana felt a wave of remorse. Her manner when dealing with business sometimes felt like an out-of-body experience. Her default setting was to play hardball, a tenet drilled into her by her father from an early age. In these moments of ruthlessness, however, she often found herself hearing the words coming out of her mouth 
and questioning whether she was even responsible for saying them. Right, next order of business, she thought. She found Edgar's number in her contact list and hesitated before she tapped the call icon. His answering was never a certainty, and this was understandable considering what a busy man he was. To hear that the phone was ringing and not engaged was a good sign, although a part of her willed him not to pick up so she could excusably resort to a text message. His sudden answer caught her off guard. Ah, to what do I owe this pleasure? Hi Edgar, is now a bad time? Not optimal, but I've got a second. She failed to remember when the timing was ever optimal. It's about tomorrow, she said, deciding to come right out with it. Eight o'clock, right? I'm afraid I'm going to have to reschedule. Excuse me, he grunted. I'm sorry, I've been sent somewhere, last minute. I can do some other time this week, how about Wednesday? This isn't what I was expecting to hear. Hmm. The phone went silent. Wednesday, as in four days from now? Yeah. I don't know. I'm booked solid all week. On Wednesday, I'm supposed to be hosting a convention in New York. Oh, well, Thursday? Or Friday? Nope, they're no good either. But I do want to see you. God, you don't understand how horny I've been. Charming, Jordana thought. Let's see. I can always move the convention forward a day. You can do that, Edgar laughed. It's my event. I can do whatever I like. Jordana knew it was shallow, but comments like this made the man even more attractive to her. Okay, Wednesday, he said, but you're going to have to make it up to me if you catch my drift. I think I can do that, Jordana giggled, hearing herself and secretly wishing she had more self-respect. Oh, by the way, I can give you your watch back when I see you. My watch? Yeah, that old one, remember? You left it at mine. Did I? Yes, she impressed with a smile. The one with the white face? Jordana frowned. Um, no, this one has a gold face. Oh, really? I'd forgotten all about that old thing. I assumed I'd left it at a hotel somewhere. Jordana bit her lip. How could anyone be so blasé about something of such value? No, you left it at mine. All right, then. Thanks. Edgar's lack of interest in the watch and his obliviousness of it ever being in her possession was infuriating. The matter had been at the forefront of her attention since she'd broken the damn thing, and he hadn't the slightest clue. Furthermore, Jordana was now obligated to hand it over on their next meeting. She stifled the urge to scream when she hung up. Her plans this evening involved meeting a group of old college friends for dinner. After she'd finally caught up with her assignments, she wouldn't be left with much time to get ready, and the mere thought of seeing people suddenly filled her with anxiety. What would they talk about? The meal was to celebrate one of the women making partner at her law firm. Her friend really wanted to boast Jordana knew. The most exciting thing in Jordana's own life was an affair with the famous billionaire. This was not suitable dinner conversation. It was late by the time she'd finished her work. If she hurried, she could still make the dinner. She started walking towards the bathroom, then turned back to pick up her phone. In the next moment, she was calling her friend to tell them she was feeling under the weather. A bottle of bourbon called to her from the kitchen cupboard. 
If you'd like to learn more about JW Voice, the author of this story, pop along to the show notes where you'll find a link to him right there. And as for Bear Books Podcast, we're on all your favourite social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. See you on the next episode. Bye.